0: Across from the the historic historic Chicago Chicago. Theater. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station.
1: Uh, All right, real quick here before we roll into some other stuff. Yurko found last year's prize money for the Genesis. So this year, uh, so I guess the winner this year got two point one. That was actually last year's. This year, the winner yeah, got three point six. Year. Three point six. So last
2: yeah. year was 2.1. but yeah, it almost 2-1. doubled it. Well, I mean, oh, it, it, it's up over fifty percent. I mean, it's 50%. like a sixty percent increase. Yeah, so that's incredible. And uh, those are what you know some of the uh, the new big events that they enhance the purse. It looks like they're coming back to Florida for the Honda Classic. Yeah, now and the you don't have right that there. purse, you won't have John Rahm. Man. You won't have a slew of, I,
1: I heard the broadcast make reference, it, uh, reference uh, to what you were saying a few times. They called it... There was a term for those events now, these last two weeks with that huge no. purse. I can't think of what term I kept hearing them I say. Did, I don't know what term they were saying either, but it's an
2: elevated event. Yes. Is what I'll, I'd say. It. It's Something just an like elevated that. purse event. Yes. Because there's more money there. And that was developed in response to live. To what Phil Mickelson and Greg Norman did with the live. Yeah. But I haven't heard Rory say thank you yet. Is Rory going to thank them personally? I doubt it. Don't hold is your breath. John on is that John going to thank them personally? Did Rom was Rom as yeah, yeah. vocal of a critic? No, the of critics? course not. He was thinking Rory. about going himself. Okay, he actually gets along. Rory's the one that's got the little chubby for the liver. He's door. been very vocal, and for Phil Mickelson specifically, mm. and for Patrick Reed, and for Patrick yeah. Reed. <laughs> Which I can't say I blame yeah. him. Patrick Reed keeps chiding him. Also, you know, I like getting involved. served a subpoena on Christmas Eve in front of your family. Yeah. Have you seen the Netflix? Have you seen the Netflix uh, golf thing that they've got out there now? No, what's it called? Oh no, it it, it covers the action that was happening last year. Should I watch it? I, I think you should. It's on Netflix, and it's the PG Golf it called? one. You're- I I don't don't have it in front of me right now. All right, I'll I look for it. I just know
1: it's happening, and I know it's on. All right, I'll look for it. Uh, so the Bulls have 23 games left. You know, they don't play this week until Friday. Oh, and by the way, excuse me. Uh, I forgot. The Hawks have one more game before the road trip. I thought the road trip started Tuesday. I think it starts. I think they have one more here. I got the Are they sucking up. hard for Bedard, or are they going about the no, business of well, No, they won here. last night. And they hit the over. They hit my odds couple bonus playoff. Uh, oh, 5-3, the right? They, they MC hit, net or late? 4-3. Uh, Uh, No, no, no. They hit the R on Friday night. So they won two in a row. They won an Ottawa on Friday Yeah, it was 5-3 yesterday. Yeah, 5-3 yesterday. Uh, They won two in a row. They play, I thought the road trip started Tuesday in Dallas. They actually have a game at home against Vegas. So Kaner can have another home game here tomorrow night. Then they hit the road. There's still a possibility he plays one more time before March 3rd deadline. They do have a home game March 2nd. I've got you. But if they're going to trade him, I would think by then it's gone. Uh, Last night Kaner did this. Oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong with the computer over here, Charlie. Can you fire the. Kane picked it off, stepped in front of Mark Giordano, and now gets the drop from Domi. Kane fires on net and scores.
3: Patrick
4: Kane with a rifle.
1: Good body
3: there from Austin Matthews.
1: Kane hangs on to it. Kane scores.
0: And second of the night. He joins the rush. He
1: fires
4: Samson off the save. Did that go in?
1: Oh. A whistle stops play.
3: After review, the puck did completely cross the goal line.
1: Yeah. that's oh, on the a, a hat-trick from Patrick There's the hat trick for Kaner. They're not going to meet too many more mem- uh, moments like that, probably. <laughs> right? They've won on two the games, side. Carm.
2: They've got 41 points. Dan. how my Anaheim Ducks have 40, uh, and the Columbus Blue Jackets have 41. So they're one of the bottom three teams that have got an equal shot. Yes, of of getting the um,
1: getting the first, the first round pick. pick.
2: Yeah. And so.
1: speaking of uh, equal shot, by the way, that was hat trick number. 11 in Patrick Kane's career, Yurko. 11, Congratulations! Go out 11 hat-tricks, double-digit yep. hat-tricks, pretty good. Congratulations. Congratulations go out to him. Uh, speaking of percentage chance of uh, because you suck of drafting high in the draft, I mean, the Bulls don't suck enough. And remember, their pick, if it's not in the top four, conveys to Orlando, part of the Vooch deal, Yerk, Guess where the Bulls are in the standings, by the way. Just take a random guess in the NBA where, where what position they're in.
2: The Bulls in the standings.
1: Take a wild guess.
2: In in their conference, where are they in, at? in
1: the NBA, in, in the terms whole of the worst NBA, record.
2: worst record. Yeah. So from worst record up. Yes. Uh, eighth, seventh. seventh. <laughs> again,
1: you, you got to be kidding! Me. Again, like you seriously, you've got to be kidding me! Like they're seventh again. Yeah. They are. They are. They are no better today than they were five years ago. No way. No how. Under any circumstance, I guess you might be able to come come at me and counter. You still have Zach, who's a tradable asset in the offseason. I suppose. I don't think you're going to get. I don't think the Bulls will get what fans think they might get for Zach Levine. I really don't. But all right, can you trade that at that contract? Sure. They're no better off. They're picking seventh again. And it won't even be their pick. They're going to send it to Orlando. I was reading Casey Johnson on NBC Sports Chicago over the weekend. He writes, as it currently stands, the Bulls have a 32% chance to exit the draft lottery with a top four pick. Again, that's important because it, it would allow them to keep it. Uh, Casey ran the numbers through tankathon.com. You can go check it out for yourself. It's 20. I looked, Dirk. Look, it's 30. Casey rounded up a few tenths of a point. Right. 32% chance to exit the draft lottery with the top 4 pick. If they drop to the fifth worst record, those odds would climb to 42.1%. So not bad, but still a chance. Not 50, not even a coin flip. Yeah. That you're going to stay inside the top 4 and keep that pick. The Bulls are talking like a team that plans on making the play-in tournament though. They're not getting what Russell Westbrook, do you know where he signed? He signed with the Clippers.
2: Yes, he's siding with the Clippers. Chance, uh, to,
1: uh, chance to win, right? And doesn't have to move out of Los Angeles. He doesn't have to move. He discussed yes. deals with the Bulls, Wizard, Heat, and Clippers, and he's going with the Clippers. I can't say that's a bad choice. By the way, I put a few shekels down on the Clippers at 11-1 to to win the title. Did you? Yeah. I, I'm hoping that's to sell great value on Prop swap, right? I mean, Kawhi's been incredible lately. They've like, been great. Did you put 1000 on it? No, I did not. I did not. Do you want full disclosure? I put $50 on it. The ticket's not worth that much. I mean, the most you can ride. get
2: out of it, if it ever comes down, it's probably going to be
1: 250. The most. Probably. But I'll take that. I mean, yeah. if I can flip 50 into 250. If you probably, can make it 200, I think you'd be doing back handsprings. Yerk, I think you're right. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? If yeah. I make a little profit on it. Yeah. Um, I agree with Charlie. They appear to be one of the surging teams right now. I think Phoenix is going to get good here when KD's into the lineup. The West is going to be tough. I don't think there's a dominant team, but I think it's going to be tough, York. Like, the Clippers, if Kawhi stays healthy, are reaching peak form. Suns should be better now that Booker's back and KD's in the mix, right? Yeah. Denver's good. I don't think they're great. Right. I think they're very good. Um, could Dallas say something about the po- – like, uh, you know, I guess they could because they have two exceptional players and they have one all-world player in Luka. But they still, to me, leave a lot to be desired, even with those two great players. Yeah. Um, who am I forgetting out west right now, York, uh, Memphis, uh, Memphis is kind of going the other way, but I think Memphis is good. And the Pels, who knows? With Zion, I you just do yeah. Doesn't look good. Don't know. Just doesn't look good for don't his ability know. to stay on the floor and play. But I do think the West playoffs will be fun and will be tough. But I put a bet down on Thursday of last week on the Clippers at 11-1. to I only brought that up because uh, we were talking about the Clips and, and Russell signing there. But, you know, the Bulls are talking like a team that wants to make the play-in tournament Okay. Why? <laughs> good luck to you. You know, good good luck is, to you. That uh, was, oh, okay. Did DeMar I mean,
2: DeRozan play yesterday?
1: Uh, I didn't watch him. I, think he I did. only watched the fourth quarter. Think I'm played. assuming he did. He played a little bit. Yeah, scored, scored he scored a basket. Drafted. I'm assuming he did.
2: No, I, I think my point is he was not playing before
1: the All-Star break, right, for the Bulls? Well, he did, that's true. Yes, his quad, his leg is bothering him. So that's a good point. He, he didn't play
2: for his team. But yet was healthy enough to go out and just kind of. He did
1: not play the Milwaukee game, right? I don't think he did. I did. I do not think he played in that Milwaukee game.
2: Isn't it if you don't play for your team, you shouldn't be playing in the All Star game? Why don't you go raise your hand, say, "Hey, I love you. Keep the sweats on." Giannis did what? Gian- well, Giannis-, Giannis came out just a little bit. And you know, well, because
1: yeah, well, he's got the wrist. He's, right. Yeah, he's flying to New York today for a second opinion or to look at the uh, the results of like the scans and stuff. He's, he's got, got a wrist. Um, did he play? I'm looking in the box score. Hold on, right now. I, I didn't watch. I only watched, like I said, the minute the pre-hype uh, stuff was over. The I did watch the draft. Yeah. I watched post Malone. The minute the game started, maybe sixty seconds in, I turned it off. And then I came back for the fourth quarter because I liked the target thing, although it was silly at the end last night. And I didn't see him in the fourth. Yeah. Um, I'm looking to see if he uh, played. DeRozan played 16 minutes. Yeah. Scored eight points. I saw him hit a mid-range jumper. <laughs> From about
2: 17 feet. Is that the worst shot in basketball? Well,
1: well that's his shot, though. That's his. I know. Spot, so. I know. Mid range. I, I don't know. I like the Bulls are. I'm telling you, they are no better off than they were when this regime change happened. They're in almost like you could say, you could argue they're in the exact same place. They've got like a bunch of players that are twos and threes. I don't even know if they have a two. Maybe Demar's probably a two. If you play with the superstar, Demar's probably a two. Got a bunch of twos and threes, going nowhere, barely at five hundred. Yeah. It's no Going to make the play-in tournament with zero ability, zero ability to compete for anything in the Eastern Conference. Zero. None. Their chance of competing in the Eastern Conference is 0.0. 0. It is Bluto Blutarski, which we were saying five years ago and seven years ago. Nothing has changed. And what, like you're gonna you're gonna make the playing tournament for what, like what what's gonna happen? What, what possibly, do you think, happen? Yeah. Lonzo's not coming back. What do you think's gonna happen? They're not gonna just throw in the towel. They're not. They're not talking like an organization that is hoping to find some way to still cling to their top four pick. That pick's probably, the odds are going to tell you. We just read it to you. The odds are going to tell you and are telling you now that they're going to fall outside that top four. They're going to send that pick to Orlando. Yes, they are. It's going to be gone. Ugh. It's just... uh and you're right back where you started. Right. Yeah. Which is like on a fast track to yeah. nowhere. So Welcome to the Chicago it, Bulls. It kind of sucks, my man. That's where you're at. It kind of sucks. They're I got, two games out of the 10th spot right yeah, now behind Toronto. Yeah, They'll keep going down. That's not a problem. Uh, when we come back, Carm. Yes, sir. I got to tease something
2: for you. I got an NFL headline. Okay. Of a team that is probably, oh boy, a playoff team this
1: year. An NFL headline. NFL
2: headline like uh, with a playoff team this year that has got to approach the off season and they might have to do something that they don't want to do. Okay. But they're going to do it. And. They set themselves up for failure. I like it. Honest to
1: heavens. Well, uh, does Jesse have Wilson Contreras on the phone now? I believe so. Can we go to him them after? You, the... But I do want to get to your tease because it's an excellent tease. But I mean, come on, we got to say hi to Wilson Contreras. Of course we do. If we get a chance to, of course we do. Hold on, I think I think Kendra's getting okay. him up right now. I think uh, Wilson, you there? Yes. How are you? Hey, guys? hey, hey what's Wilson, going on, Wilson. How are how you? Do? How you doing, man? Really. Really good, really good. How about yourself? We're doing well. Wilson Contreras joins us on the Carx Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, it's weird to say, from Cardinals training camp. I mean, uh, I think for a lot of Cub fans for Chicago baseball fans, that's still something that's a little weird to say. Uh, how's the offseason been for you? And uh, I don't know, when did it really set in that uh, everything on the north side was over for you?
5: Um, well, every, the offseason off is going well. Uh, I really enjoyed it as much as I could. Right now, I'm a spring trainee, and uh, it took me it took me it took me way to to get over the and to know that the north side was over for me. And now that I'm hitting Cardinals, I'm trying. To, I'm really enjoying everything uh, in every day. I
1: said for a lot of years here in these last couple of years, and I don't want to belabor the point too much, Wilson. I know that, but I said a lot. I was always surprised how the Cubs couldn't find a way to get a long term deal done with you, uh, I, I guess the closest it ever was was probably spring training of 2020 and then COVID hit. Is that right? I mean, like if COVID never no, hits, is that true no, or
5: no? That, that, no, that, that's not true. Okay. That was the, la- the last time that I was approached, I believe it was back in 2018. Okay. And uh, it was like six year, 24 million, something like that. And I said no. But that was the last time that I was approached by the Cubs to an extension. Wow. Um, like a, like a told you. Uh, Jesse here. Uh, I left the Cubs. I uh, became a free agent, but I, I know that I left everything on the table to stay there. And I want the people to know that I did everything that I could. Even talk to, to talk to guys in, on the team to really help me to stay there. What, what do you What do you want to say to Cup fans on the
1: way out? By the way
5: uh i want to i want to say to the cars fans that i really love them i really thanks uh for their support for their support i really thankful for the the support the support that i that i had since 2016 and last year was not an easy year for me because i mean a lot of emotions on the line few farewells but no, that because i'm playing for a different team doesn't mean that that i had something against the fans no i really love them but it's time for me to turn the page.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, Wilson Contreras is our guest. What do you think that first game back in Wrigley's going to be like for you?
5: <laughs> I, I, I haven't thought about it, but hopefully, hopefully, uh, it get, it, it's emotional because I know that I spent there 14 years of my life, and I really, uh, have, I'm really thankful for the for the Cubs because they gave me the opportunity to become a professional ball player, and hopefully, uh, it's a uh, I, I got a good welcome back to to Wrigley really Field. What
1: does uh, what is it like? What does it feel like? I guess going into the situation in which you're in now, uh, replacing someone like Yadi or Molina, everything you meant to that organization, that position. Um, I know the, you know the, the the relationship you had with him over the years. What's it like going down there to replace Yadi?
5: Well, I think uh, it's it's really good. The transition is going smoothly, uh, and just come here to succeed Yadi. Is like a toddler, uh, Jeffy. It's like I told Jesse, there's no way that I'm thinking that I'm going to replace or to see Jaddy Yari because Jaddy's one, he's a Hall of Famer, but the best way that I have to look at it is just come here, be me, and do the best job that I can for this team now. Your brother's
1: in the division now too, right, after an off-season <laughs> trade?
5: Yeah, you got Trey trade from Atlanta to to the Brewers now. Uh, I told him, like, if you give, if you guys hit me, I'm going to hit you back, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I like it—the little brotherly
1: love inside the NL Central. Um, how about the how about the team? I mean, uh, the Cardinals. Where you guys are, the reigning MVP, um, a, a division in which you're going to be right near the top of the standings again. How much of that factor into the decision making for you?
5: Oh, that was a, that was a huge factor. Uh, having uh, Nolan Arenado on third base and Goldschmidt on first base and the leaders of the, the leaders of these teams, he caught me up. Uh, it makes me proud. The decision I made. Obviously, we have a really good lineup, and we have good depth on the on the pitching staff. So I'm really I'm really excited and happy for the decision I made.
2: As a catcher, how does the pitch clock affect you?
5: Well, that's something that we're we're we already working on. Uh, it's, it's gonna be like on the defense defensive side. It can be it can be good. It can be fine. Um, but hitting wise, it's gonna. I think it's gonna affect a lot of hitters for sure. But everything is created for for us to adjust to it. To, uh, to,
1: for a couple more things on uh, on on the rules changes, is there one specifically you like most? Is there one that annoys you most?
5: Um, no, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm cool about it. Uh, probably uh, the only one that I didn't like, uh, I didn't like was the the disengagement. I think. That's that's a hard one because you have to be like you have to find a way to not disengage as much, right? Because that that will give the body a better uh, advantage. So that, that I think that's the only one.
1: Do you like the pitch comp? Did that was that an easy segue last year? And do you anticipate it? You know, sort of maybe even getting better uh, as everybody gets more used to it.
5: Yeah, yes. I think I think last year was a, was a good start with the pitch com. I did. Really, I really like it, and I think I think I know it helps. The young pitching staff or to to get an, an easier uh, to get the sign easier to get the pitch to it so I think it helps just yes, for sure especially with the signs dealing that happen so yeah
1: it felt like uh, a couple of years ago before that if I mean I swear it was like two years ago I remember thinking catchers pitchers and, and catchers are catchers are really are getting crossed up more than ever because like there's just a lot getting lost in the translation with all of yeah. the like, how careful you guys had to be with the sign stealing, right?
5: <laughs> yeah, and it was hard. it was hard to to create signs because I, yeah. I was like almost do math. I was like, what do what should I do for the other team to not pick up? But yeah. uh, I think that the pitch count we have with uh, with the sign stealing, print, I mean, it helps for sure.
1: Everything speed up the game too, make it a little bit better.
5: Yeah, um, yeah I, I was I was joking with Jesse. that said before. They, they they let us know to learn how to slow the game down. Now it just mm. speed it up.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Actually, you're right. It used to be slowed down. Now it wants to get faster for the fan yeah. benefit. What's it going to be like working with you? Uh, for you working with the new staff, like getting used to pitchers and everything else.
5: Well, that that, that, that part of the transition from the one pitcher staff to another has been uh, it's, it's going smooth because I've been watching. I watch a lot of videos. I watch a lot of staff write down a lot of stuff uh, of the new pitching staff and um, getting to know the guys uh, that makes it easier they're, they're nice guys they know what they're doing and they, and they care that's, that's what impressed me the most that they care about every detail. Wilson
1: uh, listen we appreciate the time today have a good season stay healthy it's going to be emotional when you come back I think cup fans know that you'll be back a lot being in the division but we appreciate the time today and wish you the best.
5: All school guys, thank you. All right, Wilson, thank
1: you. Wilson Contreras live at Cardinal Camp. Where are they? Port St. Lucie, I want to say. Jesse uh, is down there. Jesse Rogers, and he said he was uh, working on a story with Wilson, and he said he would see if he'd come out with us for a few minutes. Last contract offer from the Cubs was in 2018. Remember, I always thought the rumor was like, had COVID not hit, they might have gotten some. Maybe that was more biased. Six years, 24 million. Six years, 24 million. That's what he said, right? That's what I wrote down. Did I write that down right? Six years, I mean, I, $24 million? I'm hoping
2: million. it was a four-year
1: 20, four $24 million deal. I thought he said At six years $24 million, million yeah, that, That's what he said, yeah. It was the last offer he got. It was never anything in uh, in 2020 with Wilson Contreras. And so. He got it for $17.5 million a year. That's what he got now. Yeah. And he got the deal he was looking for. $87.5 million. Five years, $87.5 million. They'll have a lot of games back in Wrigley in those first couple, that first series. You know, it'll be emotional. All right. Um, so we appreciate Jesse's efforts getting Wilson on. We got to get back on the clock and we will. You had a good tease, though, about a playoff yep. team in the NFL that you think is coming to a head this offseason, like yeah. a decision they're sort of forced to make that they might not want to make. Yes. All right. Your will tell us about that coming up next.
0: You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
1: All right, Yurko, pay off your NFL tees. I think I know which team you're
2: right. referencing. I read the headline and I said to myself, well, they're good in one regard and they're bad in the other regard. So here you go. Are You ready? Is it about the Giants, the New York Football Giants? That's what yes. I thought. With Daniel Jones likely getting tagged, <laughs> I can't help. I can't help but laugh. I can't help but laugh. With Daniel Jones likely getting tagged, Saquon Barkley could be headed to the open market. I don't necessarily mind the Saquon Barkley thing, but what? Of course not. You're going to tag Daniel
1: Jones, well, but it's better than committing, the, uh, giving him a Blake Bortles deal. Remember well, the, yeah. how silly the Jags were. Sure, to you can't
2: Bortles? do it, but you're going to t- you're going to give this guy a franchise tag. What's franchise tag? And, and you're going to establish it. Thirty close. Twenty twenty what? Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Franchise tag NFL. I. It's like thirty one million dollars. Yeah,
1: I'm guessing it's right around
2: thirty. I mean, that's a lot of money to give a quarterback that really hasn't done anything. Remember, there's level of quarterback play, and you can live with the quarterback play being a little bit less than exceptional. Not everybody's going to have Patrick Mahomes. Not everybody gets paid what Patrick Mahomes gets to get paid. Sorry, you don't just cuz you're starting quarterback and they went with Kirk Cousins when Minnesota signed him to that ludicrous deal. Well, think about it. I mean, that's
1: nuts. He had uh, two straight
2: years of franchise tech, didn't he? Yeah. Just crazy. Before the big deal. Quarterback is 32.42.
1: That's what million. I figured right around there. So,
2: once he signs it, and, and if I'm Daniel Jones, oh, I'd go running. What? You're going to you did what? <laughs> I'd go running. Man, my it would be there so fast and so quick, but they can't live with the quarterback making 32 million dollars. You can't live with that. You need to sign to a multi-year deal if you think that's going to be it. Uh, see, I don't but know. you don't I... want to sign to a multi-year deal. You got one guy taking up thirty-two million dollars in one-year hit. I guess the only thing you can tell yourself is that next year you won't have that hit because I... you plan on getting rid of him. But man, I think I would tag him. I would I not want to be. I, I read not... that and I said that's lunacy. That's crazy. They only have they have forty seven million in cap space too right now. Oh so boy, that would eat. Up. So that eats of all of it all whole up wow, too. That eats a up,
1: chunk up a of lot of it. That eats up a big chunk of it. And
2: I don't know exactly what Saquon's going to get. You never know what Saquon's going to get. I would think ten to twelve million, right? Yeah, I mean, if that's what he's going to, yeah, which yeah. is nuts. But I mean, okay. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's never lived up to his contract down in uh, Tennessee. Yeah, you no, know, it's hard for running backs. Right. And look, but I
1: don't want to be speaking of Tennessee. I don't want to be like the Titans with Tannehill or the or the Blake. Bortles fiasco in j after, in yeah, was it a great year? Sure, it was. We knew where that was going. We knew what Blake Bortles was. Teams get silly, then they can, and then they're like, uh-oh. I, to me, I, I, if they franchise him, I don't think it's the worst thing for the Giants because I think it allows them to at least do it year by year, and they don't have to commit any sort of long-term silly contract to Daniel Jones. Now, if he goes out next year and he does it again and it gets even better, Okay. You know, and you, you realize, no, well, he is good. Dayball's developed him. He's really good. Dayball's got a great track record with these quarterbacks. You're going to win with Daniel Jones. Dayball's here for the long haul. We'll go ahead and sign him. I don't think it's nuts for them to franchise tag Daniel Jones, believe it or not. I, I have questions like you, though, Yurk. I do. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about Daniel Jones' ability to be the type of quarterback that elevate. You know, we did our quarterback tiers the other day. He was not in the... You know, he's in the. Uh, I still don't know. It's like, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was
2: there. He wasn't in my top 18 quarterbacks. He's very fringy if he is. He's at the you very got, back. Uh, you of got that. a quarterback like probably the 20th, 21st quarterback yeah. in the league. Yeah. That's going to get paid $32 million to be
1: Kirk a starter cousins, for man. one year. His numbers never even look like her cousins, but. Just numbers aside, to me they're kind of similar quarterbacks, at least at, at that at those stages in their career. And Kirk Cousins, on some weeks, you know, you go woo, and then a lot of weeks you go, and it's been his whole career. And look oh, at the yeah. amount of money he's made. So to your point, yeah, you're not all not everybody's Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. I mean, I get it. Boy, that's I, just a tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one. Uh, the, the the Justin Fields like. You know, trade Justin Field stuff. I don't want to call them rumors. I, I don't think that's what those—that's what they are right now. This is this is talking head stuff because, like, tis the season for that. They are not going away though. It's like every day we're inundated with it. We'll play some uh, of that coming up next, and we'll continue to discuss. I do think it'll be a big talking point for us for a lot of the off season leading up to the draft, anyway, for the Bears. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you've got a thought, it's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back.
0: Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no. no. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.
1: No. Uh, I'm gonna play some. Uh, what do you got for us? Mike Tannenbaum? Sound. He's really on this trade Justin Fields thing. Uh, A lot of sound to play between now and two when Crosstalk starts with Waddle and Sylvie. You asked Wilson Contreras about the pitch clock, York. Yeah. And I thought he gave a good answer. Theo Epstein was on the station today with Captain Hody talking about the rules changes. So I want to play some of that like in 15 minutes. Lovely. We'll do that. Um, Again, this morning, though, I had get up on and I just think I I, I get it. The, The NFL's king. We do it every day. We talk about the NFL. There's going to be a lot of it's just going to be a lot of this. We love the draft. We're totally into it. The Bears are sitting in the driver's seat here with the number one pick and all this money. And it's the most important offseason. Like we're we're just as guilty of it. We might not be as hot takey. I don't think we are, but like they want hot takes on TV. They right. they they, they're, they they're, demand they're, it. They're demanding it from these guys. We don't, don't even care if you believe it. We don't even care right. if you believe it. Just give us something. Tannenbaum has been on this kick on on you know the Bears trading fields fields versus Bryce Young. This was this morning again on Get Up. You small.
2: And I think he's going to be an exception. And uh, I think Tom McShay used this analogy first, which is, I think he has Steph Curry in him, which is, I think he has really uh, good short-area movement. I think he has really good flexibility. I think he's going to be a great passer, not a good passer. And over the next
6: three to five years, guys, if we were sitting here, I think Bryce Young is going to be the better NFL quarterback than Justin Fields, Hmm. taking nothing away from Justin Fields. I think he has a chance
2: to be really special because of what he can do down the field with his accuracy. And Justin Fields' game has some holes in it. Hembo pointed this out last week. When you consider sacks, fumbles, and interceptions, Justin Fields has 140 of them over the last two years. And he's only played 27 games. Now, that should get better. I'm not saying it won't. But I just think Bryce Young's ceiling is higher than that of Justin
1: Fields. That the ceiling is higher and that down the line the better quarterback is going to be Bryce Young. And if he turns out to be, okay, good for Bryce Young. And the Bears potentially could be stuck in the same position they've always been stuck in, you're looking for a quarterback. The comparisons for Bryce Young, though, I mean, like Mahomes, and now we're yeah. crossing into other sports. Like, what does Steph Curry have to do with Bryce Young? Yeah, flexibility.
2: Uh, uh, you get crunched, you, you, your flexibility has nothing to do with it. Let's just, can we keep it within the same sport? When you get crushed at the quarterback position, your flexibility has very little to do with it. It's a guy with the ability to protect yourself and to be intelligent and be smart. I don't under- Being know. Being able to do you know, the uh, splits is not going to help you get away from getting crunched. I see a lot of uh, Connor McDavid and Bryce Young.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what? I think he's a guy like, that's put himself in a position that he's got to go ahead and defend it now, and he's got to keep repeating
1: it over and over again. Is that because Steph Curry's also short? I got I news for you. Steph Curry's four inches taller than Bryce Young. I don't. I don't understand. Like now we're crossing over sports. Well,
2: when you don't have a uh, you know when you don't have a position to take, aye, 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 you got to find evidence. And now you're going to go to the one of the greatest three point shooters that's ever
1: played the game. As if it wasn't crazy enough, and say call? that's who Bryce Young is. To say that Bryce Young has Mahomes in him, like that's already crazy. Like, I watch, listen, I watched two on
2: Jalen playing in championship games. Right? What are we talking about? I watched about? them playing championship games and they came to the NFL and they struggled. They had problems. If the comparison
0: is based on just like electrifying highlights, wouldn't Justin Fields be a more close comparison? I don't think that's well, it. I think
1: they're talking about body right. types, I guess. Yes, but, body types. Uh, that, that's a silly comp. I, I know we got to do comps, but let's keep
2: it to the same sport. Oh, Brian, guys. By the way, now, Bryce Young's getting taller and taller. Now he's six feet,
1: 194. No, he's like, yeah, uh, McShay uh, said he heard he's going to be measured officially at five, ten and a half, right? From the, all some of the things that the people so have already it, measured. It'd
2: be one. What, how do they do that? Five, one, oh, four. Is that what they do? So it's five, ten and four eighths of an inch. OK, that's what they'll give you. All right. Boy, they make it complicated. They can't just save. No, I was six oh one uh six oh one four.
1: It sounds like you're a zip code for class.
2: Six one and four eighths of an inch. That's what you get right there. Six one
5: and,
1: and four, four eighths of, of an inch. inch, which is half. Six one and a half. You think you've shrunk at all since then? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the older <laughs> you get, the more, you know, your Why spine do we has the more to know yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh, so if you want to weigh in on it, like, again, I know Gravity. this stuff is going to persist. Yep. I know it's going to continue. Yurko and I are pretty much on the record. Well, part of it, this it, it, is
2: the Bryce Young hoopla at number one. Uh, Let's yeah. get him to number one. Let's get him to number one. That's fine and if that's where he's going to be. Like, and yeah, I don't. And any if- quarterback that comes out has got to do the process of having everything go a little bit faster than they imagined it ever went. Yeah. And it is faster than in college. I don't care if you played at the SEC. I don't care if you play at Alabama, oh, LSU, Georgia, faster. all of them.
1: It's always faster once you get here, whether you like it or not. You're playing on Saturdays. I don't care if you're in the SEC or not. You're playing against plenty of guys yeah. that aren't going to make the Not
2: NFL. every Georgia player that gets drafted yeah. makes it in the NFL, yeah. guys. I so agree. I have a little message for you. Uh, yes,
1: you're... I'm or not, Alabama. Totally agree. Or are 1,000% successful once they get into the league. That's it. 100% right. For the record, I think we're pretty much... Uh, on the build around Justin Fields. Build your team properly. Solidify some of your weaknesses. Yep. Continue to coach him. Let him get better. Strengthen the O-line. Strengthen the O-line. Find Strengthen some playmakers the for him. Strengthen yes. the defense. Now, if Poles and his people really do fall in love with Bryce Young, okay. I hope you're right. Go ahead. If we find out on draft night that... They've traded Justin Fields because they're in love with Bryce Young, and and they think he's going to be great. And And we'll 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 be there. there. We'll be in Kansas City. So be it. Ryan Poles needs to do what he feels is best. We'll have that information for you, Carm. That's exactly right. Mike's on the south side. What's up, Mike?
6: Hey, Carmen, Hey, Yerko. Hey, I just got a couple of questions. I'm turning 50 tomorrow and I'll tell you what. Happy birthday. Thank you. Two things are driving me crazy. One. If Mike Tannenbaum was such a smart guy. Why is he not running the Jets? Can we stop with the Bryce Young love? Please. The guy is 6'1". 6'1"? You've got to be 6'1". He's
4: 5'10". He's five ten and a half. Oh, he's 5'10"? Yes. yes.
6: Absolutely not. He's out. And I heard you guys talking earlier. I just wanted to share an idea because I've been thinking about it for years. Why doesn't a Jay Z or a Diddy or somebody take the marketing opportunity and sponsor the dunk contest? Could you imagine no. if Diddy did a commercial and said, "Hey, look, yeah, I got five million dollars. I'm putting up. I want Javarant. I want whoever. Winner take well, all. I want the best dunkers on the planet. Winner take all. Sponsored by Bad Boy Entertainment or Jay Z and sponsored by Rock Rockland Rock Nation, and and, and, and they could write it off as marketing dollars."
1: I'll, Mike, I'll tell the, you why. I'll tell you why. You need like, to put you need to put a zero after that number. John Morant doesn't John Morant doesn't care about five million dollars. Hey, you
6: gotta, gotta put a zero. Hey, $5, after million, it. Wait, five million dollars for a night's work. I, I don't care who you are. Yeah, it's <laughs> good money. Minutes? Yeah, five million for twenty minutes. That's good, I, I wish good somebody money.
1: would give us five million for twenty minutes, Mike. Mike, thanks for calling, buddy. I don't think those guys care about the money at this point. Whatever, John Morant's going to be making $35 million a year? I don't know. I mean,
2: no, it's, it's not, not a bad idea. idea. guys but, love to compete, though. Well, These guys have done slam dunk competitions within their own team at practice. Uh, I'd love
1: to see John in the dunk contest. Yeah, but for I, free. They've done it for free. If you're not going to get those guys, then you got to start finding the Mac McClungs of the world. Because right. that was fun on Saturday night. It was. And I see what you're saying, Eric. Yeah, and in practice, they might be goofing around and they might well, do it right. Yeah, no, in practice, they're Ta-da-da. doing it just to show off in front of each other. I don't know. Yeah. Ryan's and Gurney. What's up, Ryan? Hey, guys. Great show. Thank you.
4: Uh, yeah, and after listening to Tana Bomb, I actually feel better about keeping Fields <laughs> uh, not taking Brace Young. Uh, but uh, we're going to know uh, with the, you know, I'm excited for the combine because it's coming up and we're going to get his height in his hands and have uh, a lot of good answers right there.
1: Yeah, that's true. You'll get the official measurements. Ryan, thanks. Combine starts. Does the Combine start this week? I believe it does, right? Yeah, Wait, uh, 20-something, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think Courtney's going. Courtney Crohn's going to be there for Could be Tuesday. Tuesday and for us. I think, yeah. Tomorrow, Tomorrow. or Wednesday
2: it starts. Double-check double the timeline. How's right that Combine? Today. I know It's like were. February 28th is when
1: it starts. So oh, okay, sense. so it's, it's at, at the, the, end, 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 of the month, yeah, end of the it's month. Yeah, end of the month. It's next then. week. Uh, so she'll be going next week. I'm trying to remember. When did
2: 21st I... is Tuesday, 28th next week. There will you be go. Tuesday. Yep.
1: That's right, Yurko. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. Goodbye, Ruby you February. You have such an angelic voice. Uh, sure I sure do. And then next year, we have a leap year. Next year's a leap year. One extra day. Coming up, I do want to play some sound for you, my man, about uh, the rules changes in baseball. It's from Theo, the man who was. Sort of the mastermind and helped orchestrate a lot of this. Theo Epstein was on with Captain Hoodie early today. want to play some of that sound for you. We'll do that coming up, pitch clock and other things. If you got a thought, 312 332 3776. Crosstalk around the corner in 15. We'll be right back.
0: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
1: on earlier today with Cap and Hoodie on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Get to the app to uh, catch up if you missed anything. A bunch of great original podcasts there as well. It's Carmen and York, Let's play a little of this. Uh, so here's Theo. Which change will be the most impactful?
3: Yeah, ultimately I think it's going to be the pitch timer. And and not because they notice the pitch timer, but because they notice the result of it. Pace play. involves just a better better pace to play a beautiful rhythm and flow to the game the way you know if you if you you know hop on YouTube right now and 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 watch any game from your youth and I was the other day I was watching the 75 World Series Louis Tian on the mound
4: and mm-hmm.
3: he got the ball he got a sign and he fired like every 10 seconds it's this beautiful rhythm like your' every time you take a breath there's a pitch being thrown you can't turn it off it's just so much so much more happens you know these days last year in the big leagues you had to wait four minutes Simply to see a ball put in play, on average, takes four minutes. In a 75 World Series, it, it must have been half of that because there's getting the ball and firing. So I think fans are going to love the pitch clock the most. The, you know, and it's going to fade into the background the way you, when you go to an NBA game, no one goes home and says, "Oh, that 24 second clock was awesome," but you don't even notice it. But what you notice is this beautiful rhythm up and down the court, shots being put up, transition game. That's all caused by the 24-second shot clock the same way. Ultimately, where you're going to be left with, I think, is just a faster-paced, action-packed style of play, and you don't even notice the pitch timer after a few weeks.
1: Makes sense to me. might take a little more than a few weeks, but I like what where Theo's going with that, how it just fades into the background. It's part of the game, and it's going to improve it. Four minutes is a long time for Paul to be in play, you know? Um, and that's not only because the pitchers are dilly dallying or slow playing things. There's other elements to it. I get that. That's why they're trying all these things with getting rid of shifting and this pitch clock. Here's Theo talking about the enforcement of the pitch clock because that that's sort of a necessary step, right? You have to. If pitchers are like, "Oh, I dare you to call a ball," right. well, they better be calling balls. You, you've got to police it. Here's uh, Theo on that.
3: Yeah, it's it's completely different this time. Um, in 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 the past, uh, the the you know pitch. Pitch uh, timing enforcement has basically been a suggestion and, and the way it was enforced, uh, the way, it, the way pace the game violations were enforced in the past was sort of a letter to the players from the commissioner's office, you know, warning them and then ultimately giving fines, progressive fines that, you know, were really just pennies in the, in the big picture given what guys are making. So now, now it's totally different. Now, now it's, you know, part of the fabric of the game itself, you know, pitch clock. And pace of game violations are going to be enforced from the first pitch of spring training on. Um, umpires are responsible for that. There's actually an additional league staff member called the field timing coordinator who's going to be up in the box, in communication with the umpires, in charge of the clock. Um, and the umpire and the and the field timing coordinator work together to make sure they're enforced. And the penalty is an automatic ball and an automatic strike. And I was in the Arizona Fall League when we enforced this for the first time and. Uh, watched as, you know, um, one of the top prospects in baseball at the time, Spencer Torkelson, got up there with two strikes. He, he, didn't, he wasn't attentive to the pitcher in time. He, he had a pitch timer violation, automatic strike, strike three, and he had to sit down, and he never had a violation ever again. And that, that's really ultimately how you get in, wow. Wow. how you get enforcement is when, when guys strike out on an automatic strike or when you walk somebody on an automatic ball, that's how that's how you get changed.
1: This is now no longer a suggestion or a guideline. This is the rule. Yep. And if a pitcher thinks they are not actually going to call a ball on me, the first time it happens, like you just documented that story with Spencer Torkelson, uh, they're going to know. It's for real. It's the only way this is going to work. It must be enforced, and it sounds like it will. There's actually, you just heard there too, he said this morning, there's a new official from the league that is – Re- solely responsible for keeping an eye on that clock and enforcing the rule of that clock. Uh, Here is Theo. Is baseball uh, catering to only younger fans?
3: Yeah, to, to an extent, you're right. Um, our numbers aren't where they should be with younger fans, and that's that's such an important demographic for the future of the game. Um, you know, younger fans who've, who've grown up um, consuming their entertainment and their sports in a different way, and grew up with iPhones and grew up with fast-paced video games tend to just want. More action uh, and less dead time, um, more, more athleticism on display, um, you know, shorter games, faster paced games, quicker moving games, and, and that's, actually, that's, that's actually true across generations. You know, even, you know not everyone's going to answer the exact same way, but on average, what fans like, their favorite plays, what, what I just listed, triples, doubles, stolen bases, diving plays, plays with a, a lot of action, a lot of motion, uh, a lot of suspense fans' least favorite events during the course of the game, and this cuts across generations, things that involve dead time. You know, pitching changes, mound visits, um, periods when there's nothing going on. So the the pitch timer is really designed to just give fans more of what they like, which is action and ball and play action, and
1: and less of what they don't like, which is dead time. And it should help with younger fans as well. Doubles and triples are exciting, Yerk. We know that from our youth. They absolutely are. You don't see them as much anymore, especially triples, because the parks have changed so much. I think that's another component to this. It sort of naturally takes away triples because parks are a lot smaller. But that's fun when guys start moving on the bases. Guys are running. There's cutoff plays or yeah. bang bang plays or Javi with a great tag. Like those are the fun moments about baseball.
2: It used to be balls creaming in the corners and then getting by the outfielder and then going into left center. You know, from the corner and the center fielder's got a haul ass to yeah. get there. Yeah, and make things happen. Then you had the speed demons. Not that guys aren't that fast now, but you used to know sure. Willie McGee had wheels. Yeah, he had wheels. Vince Coleman had wheels. And when they would
1: run, it was them like, guys Whoo. would be flying. Yeah. No, I, you're right. I mean, those were fun, exciting plays. It's still, to this day, that is what makes baseball fun, and it probably gets you out of your and seat I,
2: more than anything. And most triples are hit the right center or down the right field line, right? Correct.
1: Yeah, naturally. I mean,
2: that's because it's further away being naturally. able to make the throw.
1: Yeah, yeah. And with, you know, parks being smaller again, some of it's going to, some of that naturally is kind of taken out of the game as, park, as fields, as parks have been made. A little bit smaller, but those are the fun, ex- those are like the truly fun, exciting moments when there's a lot happening, when guys are running, when they're sh- stretching singles into doubles or doubles into triples, whatever it is, taking extra bases, and there are bang-bang plays, and there are great defensive plays being made, there are great relay throws being played. There's something beautiful about all that. There's, I think that's why those of us that do like baseball remember that and kind of fell in love with it. There, Those are the beautiful aspects of the game. Home runs are, can be great. A big home run and a big moment. You get excited. Sure, you're up, you're out of your seat, you're cheering. Those are oh, great. doesn't like a nice hit and run? But the exciting stuff? The hit and like run. The truly exciting stuff in, your, in in baseball, you're right. It's when there's action on the field and there are multiple moving parts. That's really the most exciting part of the game. Hopefully this starts to bring some of it back and it gets young people excited again. Eddie's on the north side. What's up, Eddie?
4: Hey, boys. Man, CEO. The King of the, the the biggest thing that's wrong with baseball is the king of tanking right there that's the problem with baseball. That's what needs to be changed and he was the root of the problem when he came with the Cubs and banged out 200 uh, lost seasons in a row.
1: but aren't you glad and, he uh, did? They won.
4: yeah I know and uh, <laughs> and the way they, the way they can solve that is very easily. You do not give the teams with the worst record the number one draft picks. All, all right, the teams well, that don't make the playoffs, you take four of them and you have a mini series of not the worst ones, but the ones that did the best out of the four on the tier that did not make the playoffs. And while right. these long playoff things go around, have a mini series with who wins this mini series. Gets the number one draft
1: pick because they tried. All right, I, but that's insane. a different conversation than rules changes, though. Obviously, I mean that's I something, like that in his scenario. That's something they, separate, but okay. Uh,
2: six teams make the playoffs for both leagues right
1: now. Uh, so in is. his
2: scenario, it would be like the the uh, is it the nineteenth team? No, the eighteenth, seventeenth, sixteen. It's seven teams apiece? Yeah, right. All Didn't right, they, uh, go to seven. Okay. Well, the NFL did. Uh, I think baseball's at six. If I'm not mistaken.
1: I'm going seven.
2: Okay. All right, but, but go ahead. James. But either way, it'd be the 16th, 15th, 14th. I'm yeah, right. Six, yes, you're right. Six. So it'd be the uh, 17th, 16th, 15th team battling each other. Right? Yeah. No, no. It would be 18th, yeah. 17th, and 16th. Yeah.
1: Who wants to watch that? And fifteen 15th. Well, maybe. Hey, who maybe Who right. It's
2: baseball. And whoever the winner is gets maybe. the first pick. Maybe. Maybe. They go one, two, three, and four, and then the worst team then
1: gets the fifth pick and what, goes Do you play on. that simultaneously Simultaneously, the, yes. That, that's, I don't on know. On some minor that, channel. That's got to be like a thing after the no. World Series is over. No. Right? Do it during the off you days. You play it in Arizona.
2: Do it during the off days. I don't best know. of three and a best of three. Eh, maybe.
1: You can flush the, uh, uh, could uh, flesh that off. Or could simply just be one game. One game, one
2: game, one game, all the
1: way to the end. Can flush that out a little bit. I'm thinking maybe you make like another Cactus League and a uh, Grapefruit League and you do it after the World Series. I don't know. Coming up next, we've got Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. yurko has got the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen
2: and Yurko present today's final word.
0: Because you had to be a big shot
2: didn't you? you had to open up your mouth. Today's final
4: word. You had to have a last word. On
2: Carmen and Yuriko. And you know what that owl's doing? Turning his head 360 degrees. Yes, yes. And he's foul Here, and he's, he's got a, a bunch of bunnies and yeah. varmints and squirrels. He's, he's gonna be like a champion yeah, now. I'm of saying course. Who?
5: Don't nobody's. don't spoon feed me. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna hunt, I'm <laughs> yeah. on the hunt down after you. <laughs>